The Tampa Organization of Black Affairs will hold their 44th annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Leadership Breakfast from 6.45 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Tampa Marriott Water Street on January 15th. Bringing together sponsors, politicians, members of grassroots organizations, and the community at large. Their primary mission is to honor the principles espoused by Dr. King and to foster positive community relations. This year, keynote speaker is Dr. Cynthia Butler McIntyre. An award ceremony will be included in the program. Learn more about TOBA, serving the local African-American community since 1979 by visiting tobanetwork.org or find this event on the community event page at wmnf.org. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to WMNF.org. I want to say good morning to you. This is the last Sunday of 2023. So we want to welcome you guys. I am Annie Miles. I am here with Walter L. Smith and I'm a Billy. We are the fourth estate. And we want to say, hey, 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 good morning. Please give us a call, 813-239-9663. When you hear something that sparks your mind, we want to welcome you again to 88.5 FM. 
Today we're going to be discussing some things that's going to take us into the new year and celebrate what we're leaving behind for 2023. We're going to talk about the five E's. We're going to talk about educating, empowering, elevating, enriching, and entrepreneurship within the black and local community. Good morning, my Billy. How you doing? Pretty good. Happy New Year coming. Happy New Year Eve. (laughs) We got a lot to talk about today. I mean, you know, they've been playing already since last night, since midnight. Um, revisiting all the things that took place in 2023. A lot of historical events that took place, a lot of things that, you know, what AI was going on and what, what it's going to look like in the future, you know. So what things you want to um, revisit for 2023? Well, definitely we got to be looking into AI a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to, I've been doing a lot of podcasting and uh, doing some audio book reading, uh, right. listening and uh Come across some classics and some good ones. There's a, a audio book maybe I would like to point out, and that's called History AF. Okay. Black AF History. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, talking about books, I'm glad you mentioned that because something that we're going to implement going into 2024 here on WMNF is local authors. And we're going oh, yeah. to discuss a local author today. And it's specifically focused, kind of like what you were saying, Mobili, around African, around black people, you know? And what I want to talk about is I want you guys to think about that. Just like what Billy said, you have a voice that needs to be heard. You can do a podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. You can do an audio book. Your life is a story, believe it or not, you know? So during this show today, we are going to bring on a local author. His name is Willie Hanna, you know, and he has three books out right now. And I'm going to give you the names of them as we discuss it later on. But the first one's called The Beauty of America Through the Lens of a Black Man. The second one is Black and Mild, My Ode to Black Love. And I read that. It's, it's a book of poetry. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, okay. He, he, he shows so much respect for the black woman, the queen. And okay. I love that. And then the, the one he has coming out in February 10th, 2024, that we're going to discuss, I Feel You, Bruh, The Black Man's Asylum. Okay? Oh, okay. And that also deals with not just some of the things that black men go through, but also to ment- the mental part, you know, mm-hmm. the effects that mm-hmm. it has on him. So he's going to call in today. We're going to give him a little time to tell us about his book, you know, and what inspired him to write it, you know. And, it, well, you may spark somebody else's mind to do the same thing like you're trying to do, my belly. Yeah. You know, so that's a good thing. Another thing we want to talk about going into 2024, each month we're going to try to, you know, again, just put a spotlight on a local author or a local entrepreneur, you know, that's doing something out there that's promoting the black community, you know, that's promoting something that's helping us to move further. Okay, keep those five E's in mind going into 2024. Every year, everybody makes these, you know, New Year's resolutions, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> let, let one of those E's be your resolution. Uh, remember, to educate someone, to empower someone, to elevate yourself, your life with someone else's, to enrich someone else's life in entrepreneurship. Bring your life to something that you can now have something of your own, okay? So... Let's go ahead and move forward. But we're waiting for Walter to come in here. I gave Walter a new name, guys. Okay? Just so y'all know. He is now, and hear the, hear the, hear the letters carefully, okay? <laughs> H-H-H-A-I-C, okay? He is the head, <laughs> the head historian and head host in charge, okay? <laughs> so that's what, that's what I've given to him. I want to make note that I missed you guys last week, but I did tune in towards the latter part of the show. And I want to thank all of you that called in and commented on some of the things that we had spoke about previously. And I want to mention to the fact that I want you all to know we try to give everyone as much time as possible to speak, but we want to make sure we be, you know, conscious that we have to allow everyone to kind of like come through and have their message be heard or be said but we're also you know time is time consuming so we have to be conscious of the time that we have available it's a two-hour show we try to give everybody at least one or three five minutes to voice their opinion so i want to again thank you all for calling for calling in for emailing mobility on the things that we talk about if it has sparked your mind or something that you want to discuss we want to thank you for it all right all right he just walked in y'all okay we got him here we got him here yeah <laughs> So, what I was telling them, we're going to be discussing some of the things today that happened in 2023, some of the topics that we have that's coming in, going out, AI, and what we're going to be doing for 2024. And, you know, there's another thing that I also want to bring up, and that is we get going into an election year in yes, 2024. We are. We're yes, already we are. in the silly season, but <laughs> also want to look at the demographics 
uh, and especially how to look at areas of the United States with imbalances uh-huh. of men and women and the issues also inherent there. You, If you suspected that there are more men than women where you live or vice versa, there's data now that may confirm your suspicions. Women outnumber men in the largest urban counties east of the Mississippi, which is us, uh-huh. along the eastern seaboard and in the deep south. While the West skews more male, according to some data uh, from the 2022 American Community Survey, uh, but ratios by geography, in part because of the presence of certain institutions and industries with gender imbalances, uh, with in contrast to areas with large numbers of colleges and universities, which typically have more women. Adding to the imbalances are the effects of historic racism in the United States, including high rates of incarceration and the mortality gap, which have lowered the number of men in some communities. And, of course, we know that demographic-wise, if you are incarcerated in a county other than the county you were arrested in, Uh you're counted as a citizen of the county you're jailed in. Ah, yes. Which gives them more access to dollars Uh and (laughs) gives them uh, greater influence electorally so mm. this is a this is all by design all by design <laughs> um it keeps speaking of those imbalances look think about the imbalance of the pay between men and women as well that's right you know that's something that's coming back um taraji p henson she's been really talking out about that lately of oh, her yeah. not being you know especially being, exactly being being paid what her, what her worth is you know right. based on all the work that she's already put out there so there's an imbalance with that not just with the men and women but just in general for black people you know not being paid their actual worth compared to you know their white counterparts and not even getting their applications looked at half the time. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So that's something we definitely want to look at. I know, Walter, you want to touch base on some things as well because I told him about the new title I gave to you, you know. Yeah, he's smiling. He likes that, y'all. He likes that. (laughs) Again, he is our head historian host in charge, okay? (laughs) Boy. Not just the host with the most. Exactly. (laughs) Boy, boy, boy. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum. Uh, the Fourth Estate crew has done well um, uh, this year, and uh, we're very, very proud of our new addition. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's Annie Myers. That energy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, son, check it out. You know what? what what's, what's today's mathematics? We're not doing that. We're not doing what's that. Up, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Hmm? Now, you know, um, it's wisdom knowledge, though, just so you know. It is okay? wisdom. Oh, okay. <laughs> just so you know. So now, so she wanted, wisdom knowledge. She want to go into the bit now. She want to go into the bit. I'm just saying. She want to go into the bit. All right, sir. All right, we in the cypher. We in the cypher. We in the cypher, sir. Now, this, you know, this is um, this is the eve. Uh-huh. As you pointed out, the eve of the um, of the new year, 2024. Am I worried about the AI? Huh. Let me just answer that question. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know what? What, what happened when when we did uh, we, we well, Terminator came out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. And then when Terminator came out, everybody was worried about <laughs> what was going to happen mm-hmm. in 1990 and 1991 because that's when that's when all this stuff was supposed to happen, right? Now. Oh, especially uh, in 1999 Two eight. There were three of them. Three AI, um, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, not drones. What do you What do you refer to? Droids. I get droids. Uh-huh. Right. They had to put down one of. Let put down all three, because they were adapting to the situation that they were into too much. Uh-huh. And it was it was so much so that they were like, oh, you know, we gotta. Because like, almost like they were, cre- they were creating their own stuff. They were creating right. their own thing. And they had something on TV with that, um, I believe it was last night I was watching it, that actually the creators 
that started the AI, they literally went on air and publicized that they themselves were becoming afraid yeah. because the AI was becoming so, you know, so more in, in, in intelligent than what they had actually programmed them to be. Well, so if your creator is afraid, what does that tell you? It's like Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. exactly. yeah. It's like Frankenstein. And as, a, as a matter of fact, that was that's exactly where I was going with that, with the Mary Shelley thing, right? Um, you know, I often wonder if there was some, you know, some something to that, right? Mm. During her time period, I mean, she was she was what the eighteen hundreds, and uh, you know, in the nineteenth century, and you're talking about the creation of this mm. of this uh, this being, this creature, right? That's made up of of, of human parts. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the season science fiction has always yeah, led the way. Man. I yeah. mean, we've we've lived with AI for so long. We just it just hasn't been developed as much as it's being developed now. But anytime you've had Netflix telling you which movies you've watched in the past, that's AI. That's oh, artificial yeah. intelligence yeah. remembering your list of movies. Right. And so they they've developed. What I'm worried about mostly is that the 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 programmers who are racist who are going to program the AI, you know, and it's going to continue to spit out people's names based on race, you know, okay. because that's, you know, it was racist who programmed it. So we're a little concerned about that kind of continuation, you know, because, you know, we've seen that as they've tried to make, uh, like, bail, for instance, making bail in jail and they've used algorithms to determine who and what bail you're going to get and that's been considered you know programmed in a way that it's still coming up with racist results yeah. so you know we oh, worry oh, about oh, AI becoming even more racist yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. so, so, well, oh and did you hear about the robot that turned on the worker at at, at, a, at a Tesla plant yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh so, go, go yeah. further with that when I didn't hear that what happened yeah, yeah. Just like what happened in Japan. I mean, it was oh, still okay. human error because the, the person who's working is supposed to be... In control. Well, they're supposed to be locked off in a room from the from the robot, but mm -hmm. the robot is supposed to be programmed to be turned off at a certain time, and right. this person didn't do that. Okay. So the robot arm came at him in the room and crashed <laughs> through the glass, I guess, and it actually drew blood from this worker. Yeah. Wow. So, you know... I don't know if it's iRobot yet, but well, you know, that, we got to worry about that. Going, going for, forward with that on how it just has a mind of its own sometimes, the Tesla thing, you know, the cars are, they're supposed to drive themselves. They're crashing into people. You right. know, they're crashing into things. That, so it that, that scares me by itself because they're trying to put trucks on the road that doesn't have anyone <laughs> okay, it, uh, driving it, you know. So you have to be really careful. with control or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a self-driving truck that hurts you just as much as a human driver would. Can you imagine that? But I think Elon Musk, and uh, I spit when I say his name, but, you know, he, he took over Tesla. He's not yeah. an engineer. And yeah. the engineers who were there were not interested in concentrating on automation. They were interested in... Electronic, That's electrifying, it. but not That's automation. You know, I think about that a lot, and um, it, it, it brings to mind the fact that and how many people knew this? Just, just a little fact, by the way. Relevant to AI and relevant to Terminator and uh -huh. all this stuff. How many people knew? That the writer, I did not know this. I am to, I am, I say today, I'm saying like, I'm like four months ago, I found out that the writer, the person who created the Terminator and the Matrix was a black woman. Really? Mm -hmm. The writer of the Terminator. And, and initially, it was one story. Mm -hmm. It was one story. There was no, um, I, I forget how she, because I never actually read the books. Um, but they became they, they they were separated based off of the, based off of the uh, the information that Hollywood uh -huh. let there be right relevant to it right so there's there's Neo and the Matrix right and then, there, then there's um, the the cyborg of the Terminator, Terminator uh -huh. right and there's the war that takes place with the with the computers and things like that and then it gets 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 ugly. Everything gets like right, but but <laughs> this thing leads, of course. Um, but nevertheless, that that's just a little little tip of information. You know, 
it makes me feel a lot better to know it was a black woman that wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some... So that, 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 that is, that is good to know. Because yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So she had a little conscientiousness in her writing. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Well, and I guess, my Billy, you can look at it because there was no racism in um, The Terminator or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. or, or, or Neo. So, right. yeah. <laughs> Anybody can get it. <laughs> Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. <laughs> exactly. Arnold was not discriminating, bro. <laughs> at all. So everybody, everybody got a new one. Um, okay, so... Um, you know, as we're going to the new year, uh-huh. and, and the, the author, what is, is Willie, Willie Hanna, yes. Yeah, Willie Hanna, uh-huh. Willie Hanna. He's going to be calling in. Call, uh-huh. Okay, so it's called, okay. All right, so, you know, one of the main, is, is, he, is he on the line? Somebody is. Okay, let's check and see if he's on the line. Okay, caller, are you with us? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. This is uh the in and uh as Dr. Norm, I'm, I'm with the inability uh fan club, so I wanted to get it early today. You know, and stuff. I just wanted to talk about the, the new year. I know you got somebody else guests on, but you know we've been just just really uh, uh, putting it here that we've really working on a very interesting article and a very important. It shows you that it's it the work that we have been been showing that this demonstrates that the that this opioid crisis and the data analytics used and the targeting of uh, Purdue Pharma. And OxyContin uh, was a hoax, and that uh, the uh, state attorney generals and how they used fabricated data and got away with it. Now you can see this in our last latest article called "Show Me the Algorithm," and it's uh, a, a study of a work that was done by Jacob Rich and what Mister I mean Jacob yeah Jacob Rich, and what he did was he put together these uh, the data the statistics, and showed that OxyContin could not have been the cause of uh, the opioid crisis because it had been made in the numbers. In fact, people were using, if anything, more codeine than they were OxyContin. Mm. So how did they come about and pull this stuff up? We're working on it, too. It's called, and then we not only were we able to, to demonstrate, I think that he, and this is a video. This is a uh, actual interview that was done by a doctor by the name of Jay Josie, and he analyzed the opioid prescribing pattern. And the unique thing that brought this about was the prescribing patterns of the doctors went down. And other doctors wrote less of the opioids, but the death rate and the suicide rate went up. And he couldn't understand this reverse proportion. He found that doing this data analyst, he found that the that the government had not only used the wrong methodology, but in fact, they had fabricated much of these numbers. And what we did, and you need to look at this, the, the articles out right now, here, here today, the, uh, the, the video, just look at it. Because there's another one. We also found a document that shows that, uh, that, that they knew that this data was wrong and went with it anyway. It's not in this particular, but this is the part one. And it deals, like I said, uh, you need to take a look at this. And then and, and and read it. And then you don't call me back and say, uh, Dr. Norm, this is a bunch of garbage. Or then, Dr. Norm, I want you to have you and Miss Dr. Anon, Jake James <laughs> on, Jacob Rich on. And look. We, we're going to do that to you, Doc. We're going to do that to you. Listen, is, look, we, we do have our guests that that's come on. Um, but what, what I will say is this. We are going to have, a, 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 as promised, We'll have another episode where we're going to discuss this issue of the medical desert and the dangers of, of, of what's happened, of the trends that we're seeing regarding this, this uh, the opioid crisis, I mean, the, the, yeah. this, the, and, and, and its origins, right? So we're going to have a discussion about that. Um, this year, and okay. I'm a, I'm a concerned. But we year. should probably also include a fentanyl crisis discussion yeah, because, definitely. you know, there are people who may be addicted on cocaine, and they're actually looking for cocaine that's been cut with fentanyl, or they don't know that it's cut with fentanyl, and they're uh, are dying. And so, there's a drug dealer who's going to jail, who's just been arrested just last week mm. for that, and. 
They're going to call for the death penalty, and that's going to be an important discussion. I don't know if the death penalty is going to be necessary or work, uh, if it's just emotional. But I don't know if it's going to work because there are people who actually seek out cocaine cut with fentanyl. So the fentanyl is a crisis, and a lot of people actually don't know that they could kill themselves by doing that. The, the well, they're going, they're going they're after gonna them like they used to do with the crack cocaine. They, yeah. When the crack yeah. first came out, so the government's going after those fentanyl dealers now the mm-hmm. same way. So, and then they the, should go the go legal, after them with a vengeance because people are dying. The legal precedent yeah. is going to be exactly. really interesting to see. Okay. Um, let's, let's go to our next caller. I think, I think that's our guest. It should okay. be Willie. should be calling in. Hey, I got to tell you guys, I wanted to start talking on the last show of the year saying, I had a dream, and the dream was a Jordan Peele movie with you three as the stars. The movie is called Sunday Forum. Okay. <laughs> uh, who's going to play Jordan Peele? <laughs> right, 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 right. He, he heard your show, and he, he this is like a spinoff of um, Get Out and Nope. With your female co-host, Annie is your name? Yes. She's the African-American cowgirl hero of, of um, Nope. Um, and Walter and, uh, and, and uh, Mabili are the heroes of uh, the Get Out and also the brother of the hero African-American sister in Nope. Now, if that's not too confusing, so here's the deal. What he has it is that in this dream, which I woke up from going, oh, my God, um, you three were using music and confrontational magic um, as an example. You said confrontational, confrontational magic. magic. I went to Marjorie Taylor Greene's district and started <laughs> playing Boogie Wonderland by Earth, wow. Wind, and Fire. <laughs> and all of those rednecks didn't help but start twerking their big, obese, uh, fried food bodies. And pretty soon, even Marjorie Taylor Greene was smiling and, and shucking and jiving. <laughs> and then it happened that way with Bobert and all the other horrible people. But to have the conflict in the movie, a monster kind of similar to the one in Nope, but it had a face that was split between Ron DeSantis on one side and Donald Trump on the other. Wow. Oh, Lord. And this monster could not be slayed by the U.S. military. The Israeli genocidist. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, it, it couldn't be slayed until the three of you the did, state. We that did it. music confrontation therapy, and then the faces melted. And uh, let's just say that we were purged of evil in America. So God bless all of you. And <laughs> so we so want the Justice Thank League, right? Okay. We want the Justice League, right? This is this is better than a superhero movie, my friends. You guys are wow. way more attractive and marketable. I was there was only one part of the movie that might trouble you, which is that all these people were attracted to you all. And I think some of you at least are married or partnered, so there was a lot of, of broken hearts happening. <laughs> yeah. I just have one yeah. request, okay, when you make this come to, to life. Just make sure I get paid the same amount as they're getting paid. Okay? <laughs> right. Right. I, I yes, want the same pay. Please, <laughs> please bear to his his actors, and um, you know this is the kind of thing that we need for inspiring in 2024. The Superpower Sunday Forum Trio healing the world. And you got to admit, if you watch the Boogie Wonderland video, I mean, just just their beautiful African costumes alone not just the song itself and the three women singers who are killing it i mean that could heal the world right there that's it that's it, it healed me <laughs> so thank you guys for 2024 brings massive money into mnf yes. and your show in particular and uh, all the other things and that in november of 2024 we're not just celebrating we're actually relieved Hey man, listen. Thank you. Make yes. sure that you come into the studio, bro. I we got, we got to meet you in person. We could do some four-way comedy, but I don't know if we would be able to survive the censors and you know how they threaten everybody. Like now, the main Secretary of State and all of her family and staff are being threatened. But yeah. I'd love to c- come over to Tampa someday and have some fun with you guys in the studio. We definitely welcome you. you yes. yes, you guys are yes. You know, still. Now you read got, my mama, Billy. Right. <laughs> now we've got Patrick's show on. Uh, in, uh, what at noon, right? And so, um, and there's other great shows. And um, I just 
made my year-end donation to MNF, and I urge everyone, it's tax-deductible, and even if it wasn't, you know, even if you're starving, give your money to these folks, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great, great year, and all the best to you guys. Don't party too hard tomorrow night. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. All right. We got some boogie wonderland in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. As we're going to the new year and we look at um, music uh, for this year, for the, for, for the day in the uh, one of the things I have is, is um, I have some, some gospel music. Okay. that I pulled up um, and I'd like to play it in order to because I, I, was, I was in my feelings last night. You was in your feelings? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, he was you know, in his feelings, y'all. Feelings. <laughs> and, and, and I was thinking about my dad mm. and, um, and and his favorite songs mm. and so I, I thought I'd, I'd play some of them um, for you and share that share okay. that part with me. Appreciate with that. Um but let's let, let's let's do this. The first song that we have on there, and then and then, and then we're gonna get to our, we're gonna go ahead and get to our, our guest. The first song that we have on there is um is, is what gonna be. Oh, uh, you have. Uh, I'm gonna keep up. He will. He will. He will. He will. He will. Oh, I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a real favorite of mine. Um. And uh, before before I do that, I want to introduce our guest. Um, hello, are, are you there? No. Is there not there? All right, let's yes, yes, somebody's there. Go ahead. All right, let's hello? 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 Hey. Sunday Forum? Yes, you are. This is the Sunday Forum. How are you doing? Hey, this is this is Willie Hanna, the author. All right, Willie. How are you doing? Good morning, Willie. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm first. I just want to say I'm very, very honored for you all to have me on. We're I love to have you. you all are doing. We're definitely honored to have you. We, one of the things that we love to do here on this show is to make certain that we that we welcome um, uh, artists uh, who are local. Mm-hmm. We've got to let people know about our local artists. That's very, very important um, for your success and for uh, the intelligence or the intelligentsia. Uh, intelligence. Yeah, intelligence. You created a word. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's actually a word. It's, yeah. It's, 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 Espionage. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it helps to build the intelligence of, of, of Tampa Bay uh, for them to know who you are. Um, so, Willie, give us just one second. Are we up? Mm-hmm. All right. Willie, join us in, in enjoying this particular song, which is by Tim Bowman Jr. and Vicky Winding. And it is he will. Stay with us, we'll be back with you. Okay. But I wanna say no one else in the world you can call. I know he will. Yeah, I know he will. Here we go. Uh.
featuring Vicky Winans. That's right. That's right. That's one of my favorite songs. Certainly one that my father enjoyed a great deal. Um, hey, Willie? Are we there? I think so, you yeah. Still with us, Willie? Still with us, Willie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. hey, here, Willie, did, did we have church, Willie? Oh, yeah, y'all did. Uh, hey, man. Hey. Hey, he will. Willie, he will do it. Listen, man, thank you for joining us. I, I, I want I want you to, to experience that with us. Um... And thank you for being here this morning with us. It is our pleasure and our privilege to have you with us, man. Um, you know, tell us, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what's going on. Who, who is? Who are you exactly? Tell us, tell us. What you're <laughs> well, tell, tell, tell us who you are. Can, can, can we set them up first? Okay. <laughs> tell, tell us who you are, brother. So I, I, I want to say it has been a it has been a privilege to meet Willie Hanna in person. Um, his his total demeanor is basically. All about black positivity, mm -hmm. respect. You know, he he's a gentleman. I have had the pleasure have multiple conversations with him. You know, and then I actually received one of his books. Him and I exchanged books as we're both authors, and I read his books. His poetry it gives nothing but appreciation of the black woman. And I want to say to you, Willie, I appreciate that. I truly appreciate that because we need more of that out here for our for our. Black brothers, you know, to understand the importance of uplifting their black women, you know. So I want to thank you for that. Um, I'm going to touch base again on your books, and then I want you to tell me what was the mindset behind each one, and then definitely focus on your latest one because that also touches base on mental health. So the book that I read, the one, well, one of them, um, the beauty of America through the lens of a black man. Tell us a little bit about that one first. Okay, so. Um that book is actually a play that I wrote back in college. Um, it is a one-man show. I was actually 22 at the time when I wrote that. Um, the motivation behind that was during my transition into adulthood um, from 2012 when I turned 18. Um, you know, 2012 was a huge year because that's when Trayvon Martin um, was murdered senselessly. Uh -huh. um, uh, me and Trayvon Martin are a year apart in age. Um, that struck a chord with me. Um, and then two years later, we have Michael Brown, we have Tamar Rice, uh, and the list goes on and on. So my transition from childhood to manhood, I was able to witness so much, so many of my people, my brothers that look like me, um, being murdered, um, sisters as well, being murdered and murdered. And 
I had a senior capstone project um, at USF, and I sat down with my instructor, and I said, I want to do something for my senior year that's very, very meaningful. Um, so I wrote this play as a one-man show, and um, it consists of seven soliloquies of the black male experience in America from slavery to modern time. Mm. And um, it was something that was very, very uh, meaningful to me um, because of the feedback that I've gotten. And I was encouraged to publish it. Um, so, And through publishing it, um, it was actually the first book that I've ever published. So um, I didn't really know <laughs> the, the ins and outs of what goes into publishing. I was just so eager to just get something out there. Um, so my, my, my artistic and, uh, my artistic journey through being an author is you can actually see the growth that I have, um, from one book to the other. Cause the, the second book that you've actually read, you actually see a cover. Yes. <laughs> so, so the first book, it was just, it was just, you know, me just getting my ideas, um, together. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's. That's what really inspired the first one. Okay, I, I applaud you for that. And I do want to make no, he is correct. When you do your first book, because I did the same thing, self-publishing, you know, it, it's, it's very inspiring, but it goes back to that song we just heard him say, he will, okay? Won't he do it? He will. Okay? <laughs> he will. Absolutely. So the next book um, that he wrote is called Black and Mild, My Ode to Black Love. Tell us about this book of poetry. Okay. Um, that book I actually released on Mother's Day. 2021 um and what inspired that book was um you know during covid you know that's where all the the, the during the pandemic there was a pandemic of podcasting <laughs> where we have you know the so-called if you were blue pill red pill green pill purple pill <laughs> type <laughs> individuals um where we had brothers and sisters you know just you know divulging their frustration on a public forum, um, which, I mean, <laughs> through frustration, it's okay to express it, but I just saw that there was a lot of damage being done because the social media presence during that time and during this time in reference to black men and black women is that we cannot get along, mm. which is something that is totally totally further from the truth. I mean, if you know our history, we have always struggled together and rise together. So I wanted to do something where this is just me loving on our sisters. This is just me loving black love, you know, for what it is, through the frustrations, through the ups and downs, through everything. I mean, because at the end of the day, either we're going to rise together or we're going to fall together. That's you know, it. Ours, you know. So, yeah, that's what inspired that. And, and I just really wanted to just, you know, say, hey, man, all of that, what we arguing about, the petty stuff, can't get along, what you're not doing, what I'm not doing. Let's focus on what we are doing. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on what our strengths are as opposed to pointing out those petty weaknesses. So that's what uh, that's what inspired that one. And I, I want to say that's what inspired me in wanting you to be a guest on our show because that's what we promote here. Positivity of black love, positivity of black unity. So I read that book and I came and saw him the next day and I was like, wow. I said, you got me, brother. <laughs> you got me. It was great. So now let's focus on the last one that we have that's coming out on February 10th, 2024. That's going to be a release date. And this is I Feel You, Bruh, The Black Man's Asylum. Tell us about that. I am uber excited about this one. Um, this one is for my brothers um, in reference to black male mental health. Um, the suicide rates amongst brothers are at an all-time high. Um, and this book actually is a book of affirmations from one brother to another. Um, this book actually... Um, gives insight on my personal mental health journey because I myself, I did struggle with my mental health at one point. Um, I bit the bullet. I swallowed my ego. I went and I got counseling. Um, I, you know, recognized certain coping mechanisms that I've used that weren't um, conducive to my well-being. 
because I was suffering. Uh, the feeling of suffering in broad daylight and no one sees you, even the people who are closest to you who are supposed to love you. Um, it's also a book of accountability. You know, <laughs> it's also uh, a book of saying, hey, you know, it's easy to say who hurt you, but who are the people that you've hurt? Mm. You know, that's part of, you know, the healing process. It's not just acknowledging the world against you, but acknowledging the damage that you may have caused to the world um, through your actions, through your disposition. Um, and also, at the end of the day, it's just telling brothers, hey, your feelings are valid. Mm. Don't be afraid to speak on your feelings. It's okay. You're still a man. Talk about how you feel. It's okay to say you're not okay. You know, get through it and then get to it. You know, that's a motto that I live by. So I'm... I like that. <laughs> get through and get yeah. to it. Yeah, I'm I'm overly excited uh, for this to come out. It will be a release. That release date is very important to me because it is also my birthday. <laughs> okay. So uh, I wanted to... Uh, yeah, I wanted to celebrate uh, my birthday by uh, providing some more creative... Um, creative inspiration to the world. Well, I want to say to you, um, I, I am so, so impressed, you know, and appreciative that you're, that you were that transparent, you know, to let others know it's okay to get counseling. It's okay to say you're not okay. You know, that is something that um, we struggle with in the black community of understanding that, we need somebody to talk to, the understanding that counseling can help you, as you say, get through it so you can get to it. I, I love that and I appreciate that. Tell us where people can find your books. You know, if they want to purchase your books, tell us where we, we can get that information. Okay. So you can find all of my books. Uh, well, the first two you can find on lulupublishing.com, L-U-L-U-Publishing.com. Um, uh, my third book will actually be released on Amazon um, on, again, February 10th. So you can find it um, that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, you know, check it out. You know, tell me what you think, if you love it, if you, if you hate it. Either way, you know, I, I just appreciate the uh, the time in which you invest in, in surveying my art. Absolutely. I, w I want to reiterate what his books are real quick before we let him go. Again, it's called the first one, The Beauty of America, and that is spelled A-E-A-M-E-R-I-K-K-A. -E -E That's how he spelled it, K-K-K-A, -K -K through the lens of a black man. And then we have Black and Mild, My Ode to Black Love. As he stated, those two books can be found currently on lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. And his new one to be released will be on February 10th, 2024, his birthday. I feel yes. you, bruh, the black man's asylum. And I want to say thank you again, Willie, for all of that information. That will be found on Amazon once it's released in February 10th. Please continue doing what you're doing. You know, as an author myself, it is important to get the word out, you know, and share what we've been through, how we can get through it, and how we can help others. So I want to thank you again for joining us this morning on WMNF.org. We do appreciate you at 88.5 FM. Please continue to listen to us. We appreciate all that you do and all that you're doing for the community. Thank you, Willie. Thank you. Question. You all have a wonderful Sunday. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Walter got something for you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, here we go. Thank you so much. Uh, Here we uh, go, HHA. Uh, hey, hey, man, listen, Willie. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you you remind me uh, some some time back when I was in in undergrad. I, I'm I was in undergrad probably about <laughs> about twenty years before you were, uh, and uh, I, I had the opportunity to go to South Africa um, to, to study. Um, when I went, I read this book by a man by the name of Nathan McCall. Okay. It's called Make Me Wanna Holler. Have you read that book? No, sir. I never, no, sir. But I will, I will check that out. Please Classic. make sure to do that. Let me tell you. Because based upon what you were saying today, what you shared with us today, that book will, and, and, I, and I definitely recommend it to uh, young men uh, from middle school up through college, I, I definitely and and definitely fathers, definitely fathers, um, because it is a true testament to what it is that black males deal with on an ongoing basis, and the the mental health 
issues that that we face and quite often do not get help for. In the 90s, that was something that we just didn't do. It's just something that we just absolutely did not do. And we, our coping mechanisms were the, the typical escape, escapism um, uh, things that we did, you know, um, from drinking to drugs, you know, uh, sex even, right? Right. And it put us in a situation where, um, you know, we, we, we just, we didn't talk to anybody. We didn't do anything that was healthy to to cope with these things. And so many of us, we're on a downward spiral. And I, I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. And I urge you folks, please go and check out his books. And what, what's the name of, of, the, of the first book? Uh, the Beauty of America Through the Lens of a Black Man. Yes. Please make sure you check this out. Please make sure you check this out. Um, because this is a tremendously important body of work. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Willie, thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you all again for having me. All right. All right. All right. Take care now. Peace all right. Down. Okay, we we you know as as we go on um, today, we're gonna play music that's um, meaningful and will touch you as we go on through the day. Right now, we're gonna we're gonna play um, the Doobie Brothers along with Michael McDonald. Check it out. Taking it to the streets. Tampa, 88.5 FM.